0: Let's pray. Almighty God, you have knit your people together in one communion in the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Grant us grace to follow your blessed saints in lives of faith and commitment and to know the inexpressible joys you have prepared for those who love you. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Please be seated.
1: The book of Revelation is written to seven churches in Western Asia, a minor during a time of great oppression. Today's reading is a response to the question asked in chapter six, verse 17, who is able to stand? The writer gives the faithful the assurance of God's protection and a vision of victory. A reading from Revelation. After this I looked and there was a great multitude Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me saying, who are these robed in white and where have they come from? I said to him, sir, you're the one that knows. Then he said to me, these are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. For the reason they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within its temple, and the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of the water of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eye. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you please stand
0: if you're able to receive the gospel? This is from Matthew chapter 5. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. For your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Lord Christ. You may be seated. Kids' little instructions on life. Carol, age nine, said, never ask for anything that costs more than $5 when your parents are doing taxes. (laughs) Heather, age 16, said, when your dad is mad and asks you, do I look stupid? Don't answer him. (laughs) Alicia, age 13, says, when you get a bad grade in school, show it to your mom when she's on the phone. Joanne, age 11, says, Remember the two places you are always welcome church and grandma's house. <laughs> so Jesus has some instructions for us. And the instructions are, well, they, they should be uh, to us a little bit confusing. I know we, we know the Beatitudes so well. We've heard them so many times. The blessed are you. A better translation, though, rather than blessed, some people have said, happy are you. Uh, a better translation uh, would be, how honored, how honorable. So, the first, uh, the first four of these Beatitudes, blessed are, are uh, the, uh, the, the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. These four are not things that we're supposed to aspire toward. There are things that speak of people who are unfortunate where God's will is not done on earth. Blessed are the poor in spirit, really could be translated, blessed are those who are not only poor, but their spirit has been crushed. They have no hope. You probably have have heard of poor who are resilient, but these are poor who are not resilient, whose spirit has been crushed. God does not want that for us. We are not to aspire to that. The second one, blessed are. um, I'm 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 losing now. Blessed are the meek. That's the third one, right? Mourn. Mourn. Thank you. That's why we're here today. (laughs) Blessed are those who mourn. So those who are mourning sadness, but also any who are, are are unhappy or have tragedy. Blessed are those who mourn. We're not supposed to aspire to mourn. God does not want that. Blessed are those who mourn. Um, instead, these four have a reversal thing about it. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. There are people who are mourning who just cannot find a reason. They cannot be comforted. There is a promise by God that they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek. Now that sounds something you could aspire towards. This is meek in the sense of being run over a doormat. Okay, We're supposed to be humble as Christians. Okay, Humility is a good thing. Meek is beyond that. Blessed are the meek. They're the ones that get run over. The ones who have been denied the earthly joys that everyone should have. The joys of creation. They have been denied. Blessed are the doormats. For they will inherit the earth. A reversal. And the next one. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Okay? Okay? hunger, and thirst. That means people who have been denied justice, righteousness and justice, um, have the same uh, translation from the Greek. Those who have been denied justice, maybe you have heard of people like that, or maybe you know people like that, or maybe you feel that way yourself. Someone who has been denied justice someone who has had a loved one murdered and there's never any accountability for example that's not something that we aspire towards but it's something that we work for we work to bring relief to the spirit crushed poor to those who mourn to the meek the doormats to those who have been denied justice. We work and try to comfort those. We talk about mourning today. You know, if someone is mourning, don't ask them what they need. Just go ahead and bring something to them. Go ahead and do something for them. Reach out to them. We always wanna say, oh, what can I do? Well, people who are mourning, of course, they don't know. Just reach out. Do something positive. Now the next four blessings are things that we do aspire towards. Something that we look for a reward instead of a reversal. Blessed are the merciful. We are to be merciful for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. These are things that we are to aspire for, aspire toward. And then the next one doesn't sound so fun. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, who are persecuted for justice' sake, This is something that you take on, and and the 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 number four says, "Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness." They are the ones who can't get what they need. When you are, when we are persecuted for righteousness, for justice' sake, we are putting ourselves out there. Last week we had confirmation, and I talked to the confirmants, and I talked to you about, you know, suffering. There is that blessing, you know, give them patience and suffering. And I told them, this is not so that you, uh, if you're, you know, if someone is abusing you, that you don't do anything. This is not, you know, if you're sick, that you don't go to a doctor and get help. This is for sometimes when we choose to suffer or are persecuted for righteousness sake. And churches have done that for years and years. You think of the black church, the black church, Martin Luther King and others, who have uh, been persecuted to bring about righteousness, to bring about justice. That's what we're called to. Now, uh, we li- fortunately, we live in a nation where we can worship the way we please, right? Thank God for our nation. No one is telling us we can't come to church or we need to go to a certain church. No one is saying we need to sacrifice to a God who is not ours. No one is telling us anything. Our our rulers don't say we need to go to church. It's our choice. We can worship the way we please. This is not the case in the world, though. Christians, to this day, are persecuted you think about uh, in India the Middle East uh, China parts of uh, parts of the world parts of Asia Christians are persecuted if they don't worship in the way that is uh, prescribed by the government whether that be another uh, another religion or perhaps another uh, kind of Christianity so Persecution still happens. Sometimes we choose persecution, we choose suffering, we choose sacrifice for righteousness. So that's what we're supposed to do. These are virtues. The first four are not conditions that we aspire towards, but we work towards relieving the condition for the poor, for the mourning, for the doormats, the meek, for those who have been denied justice. We work towards those. The second four kind of address those first four. That's what we do. We're merciful. We're pure in heart. We're peacemakers. And sometimes we might be persecuted for righteousness' sake. The the lesson from Revelation today speaks a little bit about that. It says... These saints, it has this vision of, you know, the saints around the throne and they're all in white robes. By the way, those white robes are symbols of baptism. You know, if we, uh, we might try that sometime. Get white robes for everybody. Can you imagine that? Everybody come in and get your white robe on. The robe that, you know, that, that Jesus, we have been baptized into the waters of baptism and we have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. We have washed our robes white in the blood of the Lamb. That's kind of a, a strange thing, isn't it? These have the ones who have come through the great ordeal, it says. The, the word we used to use is tribulation. The great tribulation. The suffering. And thank God we, we don't have to do that today. Not right now. We might need to in our day and age. We don't know. But Revelation is written to people in order to show a vision that God is in control and to choose to follow Jesus and not be distraught because God is in control. Even though it doesn't seem that way sometimes. Even though it doesn't seem that way. That's what we're supposed to rejoice about. There are people, there, there is evil that happens in this day and age. And there is tragedy that happens in this day and age. And it doesn't seem to have any sense about it. You know, sometimes people have sayings like they say, oh, this is part of God's plan. Please don't say that if someone's suffering. Please don't say it's part of God's plan. That might be true, but don't say it. It's not helpful. Or, you know, we'll say, I know that something good will come out of this. Don't say that to someone who's experiencing tragedy. Even though it might be true, don't say it. We know that at the end, God is in control. And there will be a time when we will look back we will look back and say, aha, now I understand. But we might not get to that in our lifetime. We might need to wait until after our lifetime to be able to look back and say, I understand now. I see God in his fullness. The Apostle Paul in First Corinthians, the love chapter, you know the one that's read at weddings all the time, it's really more appropriate for funerals, I think. The Apostle Paul says, For now we see as in a glass darkly, or as in a, we see in a mirror dimly. In other words, all we see is our own tragedy. But then we will see face to face. Then we will, we will see God face to face. Now I know only in part The Apostle Paul says, I know only in part. Then I shall know fully. I will know fully. Even as I have been fully known. So today we celebrate a God who fully knows us. And fully knows everything. And we do not know. We don't know everything. And perhaps we don't know much at all. There's, a, in that famous hymn for all the saints, there's a wonderful verse that goes like this. "O blessed communion. You know what the communion, that's the community of saints. You know, we, we, in the Apostles' Creed, you know, we say that we believe in the communion of saints. O blessed communion, fellowship divine. Talking about the saints around the throne. We feebly struggle. They in glory shine. We feebly struggle. That's true. That's truth. I mean, we don't like to talk about it a lot. But they in glory shine, yet all are one within your grand design. So we are one with the saints. It's as if we are, at the same time here in this earth, and at the same time, God is ahead of us, and we are part of that kingdom. That is ahead of us. Saints are those who have been baptized into Christ and those who believe in Christ. Those who trust in Christ. Yet even even those who mourn and those who are poor in spirit, those who are spirit-crushed, you notice it doesn't say anything about Trusting in God. Somehow, those who mourn, those whose spirit are crushed, those who are denied justice, those who are doormats, they are special in God's eyes. God understands them. God takes them where they are at. And we, too, work to heal those. That is our call on earth. God knows our every difficulty because we have a God who chose to die on the cross for us. We have a God who emptied himself, emptied himself and died a horrible death on the cross under a human tyrant that we name in our creeds, under a human tyrant, Pontius Pilate. Isn't that amazing that we say that? That's the kind of God we have. So on this day when we mourn or we acknowledge that we have lost our loved ones, we know that there is a time ahead when God will be in control. And no matter what we do for the kingdom of God, there will be a reward. And God will not will dry, not exclude anyone, and God will dry the tears of those who mourn, those who are walked over, those who are so poor, those whose justice has been denied. God will wipe away the tears, and there will ultimately be joy because God is in control. And we have a celebration that shows that, a celebration with tiny little bits of food and wine, bread and wine, that reminds us that we are part of that kingdom, that we are part of the circle of saints that stand around the throne in glory. So come and share in that meal. Let us pray. God, we know that you are a comforting God. We know that you are a God of justice. We know that you will bring about righteousness. We know that you open your arms and welcome. If we would just receive the invitation, feed us now with this food that reminds us that we are part of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.